0: Hey, hey, welcome back to the Label 1976 podcast. As always, I'm True Straub. Are you guys tired? I know you guys are tired of that Will Smith and Chris Rock Oscar thing. I know that I definitely am. What I did was I did do a collaboration podcast uh, with another, with CBizia. And I put that in the actual summary of this podcast so you guys can get my full opinion on it. And I feel like every day that it gets older and older and that I'm tired of hearing about it and that people keep changing their minds on the opinions that they initially had. It just infuriates me and it just makes me sad for like the world and definitely for my race on some level. It just does. I'm just hella disappointed as a whole. So this episode I think you guys will find interesting. I met a hypnotherapist and I've been trying to get an interview with him for months and I'm so happy um, that he actually took the time out of his busy schedule to give me this interview and I think it's going to be interesting to anyone that's interested in this sort of thing and I was very interested in in it because for one I don't think a lot of people know it exists and if they do know it exists they know it's not a lot of African-American hypnotherapists out there so I wanted to highlight him as well so I don't This is going to be my thing you possibly perhaps didn't know as well as my topic. So I hope you guys enjoy it, and this is going to be a bonus episode. Okay, so I have a special interview today. It's actually um, an interview I've been trying to get now for the last couple of months, uh, but our schedules kept just missing each other. I have Coach Edwards with me, and um, he is a hypnotherapist.
1: Yes, indeed.
0: Okay, and I found this very interesting, actually. Um, So could you give us a little bit about yourself, Coach um, Edwards? Yeah,
1: so um, yes, I am a hypnotherapist as well as a um, traditional talk therapist or counselor. But I I tend to speak more about hypnotherapy because that's the most provocative and uh, the most rewarding work that I do, and I enjoy it so much. Uh, but yes I am a hypnotherapist I have a uh, master's degree in clinical mental health counseling. Mm-hmm. I am a certified trauma professional and in all actuality trauma is one of the uh, main things that I like working with with my hypnotherapy.
0: okay so just people that have gone through like really serious issues in their past mm-hmm. or their childhood and things of that nature
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: So I want to ask you what prompted you to get into um, hypnotherapy
1: mm. This is gonna be a little funny. Okay, Okay. literally I was I was a skeptic So about 20 years ago, I'm surfing the web and I come across this guy's site You know how sometimes things catch your eye Mm -hmm. and so um, he was saying some good stuff And I I was really interested and I really liked what he was saying and so I read and I of captivated me uh and then i noticed somewhere midway through what i was reading he made a reference to hypnosis and that immediately turned me off because i felt like yeah okay here we go one of those guys that talks good stuff and then somewhere in the midst of all the good stuff, throw in some some nonsense. And so I took a, a personal issue with it and I decided that I was going to discredit him on his own site. Mm-hmm. And so there I go being petty, but you know, I'm I'm going now I'm reading his site for discrepancies and inconsistencies. And so the more I read, it was like I didn't know it, but I was going deeply down a rabbit hole. And so what ended up happening was I wasn't able to refute the stuff that was there, and it ended up kind of trapping me and pulling me in. And so long story short, after following and following and reading and reading, I ended up telling myself, well, maybe if I take his free course, I'll find it there. And I ended up taking a free course and falling in love with it and eventually saying, you know what, this guy's a real deal. Let me go get a a full certification course. And so it kicked it off for me. The skeptic turned convert. (laughs) Wow, out of that one experience. Out of that one experience. Absolutely. And
0: how old were you then?
1: Uh, Let's see, it was about 20 years ago. So I'm almost 50. So about 30.
0: Oh, wow. It stuck with you. Yeah. Okay. So you said you're also a regular therapist. So you're also uh, into psychology. So you Mm -hmm. have your. Okay. So whenever people come to you with different um, issues that they may have, um, like depression Mm -hmm. or wanting to um, uh, get over a a hump on different things that they may have gone through in the past and things of that nature, whenever you put them under, are you speaking to them while they're under? Or do they tell you initially, and then when they're under, you just kind of coax them through?
1: So when I'm doing hypnosis, right, uh, I'll do a consultation, and I'll do a... I do some of the same things that I do um, in regular talk therapy I take a client's history and um, I get the reasons they're here the the things that are going on um, the triggers the the problems that they had historically and a bunch of different bits of information Um, find out what it is that's hampering them or bothering them the most and then we kind of chart a course towards what we want to work on so when I actually Induce them into the trance now. I'm speaking to those things and it's like a monologue like what you witnessed Then same thing I take them through the same process. I mean parts of it change up when I do different things, Mm -hmm. but um, The structure is the same
0: Okay, and I saw that right and that was actually amazing I had never seen anyone be hypnotized in real life uh, before
1: so I'd like for you to tell the people it's not mind control. It's not devil worship. It's not. <laughs> it's, not. it's
0: not. And that was another. That was going to be another one of my questions because you know us being African American, you know a lot of religions come into play. And mm-hmm. I'm from a very religious background, so right. Uh, with my family, you know everything is witchcraft, or you don't mess with. Nobody can tell exactly. you, you know. Mess, right. You know, and then you have the people, the skeptics that think that whenever you put someone under, you can put something in their mind, put different things that you might want to have in their right. mind. So and that is, a, to, that. to
1: some degree, that is a possibility, right? Mm-hmm. But this is what I like to tell people. So, and I respect people's position, right? Mm-hmm. But so people come to me directly like, yeah, you you know, is, is this, is this, is that. But what people aren't aware of is all of these other things that are happening around them that are actually inducing them into a trance that they don't even know about. So TV is one of the biggest things that plants suggestions in your mind because hypnosis. The technical definition, uh, I'm gonna sound real nerdy, but I'm a nerd anyway. So, okay. the technical definition of we hypnosis <laughs> <laughs> the technical definition is bypass of critical faculty and the suge- and the establishment of suggestible thinking. That means hogwash to the average <laughs> person, that's just a bunch of that's word salad. But what I'm saying is that, uh, and then you weren't here for the other classes, but I talked about the three main areas of the mind that the hypnotists deal with. You got your conscious mind, your subconscious mind, and in the middle is a barrier we refer to as the critical faculty. Mm-hmm. And so in order to get to the subconscious mind, you got to bypass that critical part. And so that's what it means, the bypass of critical faculty and the establishment of suggestible thinking. Once you bypass the critical mind, You can get right to the subconscious. Well, some things that bypass a critical mind are emotions. So when you're watching TV and you're being caught up in your emotions and enjoying whatever it is you're watching, they have access to your subconscious mind. So think about movies that you've watched where you've actually lost time or horror movies. You're so caught up in the movies like you're there. Something happens. You jump in and you're moving with the movie and you're part of it. Mm -hmm. But it's a movie. So what I'm saying is, is that, and that's just one example of something that is actually stealing your attention and getting into your head and to some degree planning suggestions. Now, I'm a hypnotherapist and I have a certain amount. I have a lot of integrity because hypnotherapy isn't just what I do. It's my calling. And so for me, right. And, you know. When I talk about my grandparents and all of that, my grandparents mean everything to me. And so I feel like I'm connecting with my ancestors and doing a work that is an important work that was put in me before I arrived here. Mm -hmm. So I protect that, and my integrity is very important to me. And I'm only saying that to say that, and and I respect people who have issues or concerns, because I want you to voice that. Like We don't want to sweep it under the rug and act like, you know, act like, Ten years ago, we weren't trying to hear this. No, nah, this is a thing. But let's talk about it and make sense of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so that's kind of how I deal with that.
0: Okay, okay. And have you have you yourself? Well, so th- was that the only time that you had ever been hypnotized? Whenever you had actually uh, went to the the guy that actually drove you into, had you pursued?
1: Um, Hypnotherapy. I've had experiences with three or four hypnotists. Um, I think it was four, and I'm. I'll be honest and say three of them really uh didn't really weren't helpful but the one did. Mm-hmm. So um I'm a I'm kind of a uh, technical person. I knew that it wasn't going to work with those other people just because of how they were doing it, but that one person he he really got me in and out of state and got me, you know, got some things working for me.
0: Okay. Okay. So Is there um, so as far as the as far as the um, hypnotherapy itself? Mm -hmm. um, I think I've asked you this before. Does it have you ever had someone that wouldn't go under?
1: Ha! In my earlier days, I wasn't as skilled and as good as I am now. So I didn't I didn't bring out the bag of tricks tonight. I just did something real simple, and it was almost like a progressive relaxation. Mm -hmm. But having said that right that's kind of what they teach you in most hypnosis courses they teach you the progressive relaxation but then there's a thing that happens some people don't relax well and so what do you do with someone who doesn't relax well when you're trying to tell them to relax and they're just sitting here thinking to themselves what is this dude doing you know nothing is happening so last week um I had a young lady that I worked with in the earlier days who, you know, she was like, uh, it didn't really work for me. And I was like, well, I think you were in a light state. She was like, nah, I don't think it worked. So that was the only person that I ever had that I wasn't able to. And so I used her as a demonstration subject last week. I've been doing this for 17 years. Mm-hmm. I'm much better than when I began. And so it was light work last week. So. In a way, yeah, I had somebody in the early days, but I redeemed myself, so I'm, I'm batting a thousand now. <laughs> <laughs> good.
0: good, good, So whenever you go into, whenever you um, have your actual um, sessions and someone tells you that they have feelings that they possibly just want to, like, like you were saying in, in class, how um, it lets you get into, get into their mind to where whatever problem they're dealing with it, you kind of get it to, would you say lay dormant?
1: Nah, nah, nah. We, so we're not getting it to lay dormant. What we're doing is we're asking the subconscious mind if it's okay if it will resolve and release it.
0: Okay, let it go.
1: Yeah. So in those situations, you know, um, something I like to talk about, um, I often see people when, after the session, they're doing this thing. I call it the hypno dance where they kind of, and I ask them, like, you know, what's going on? Um <gasps> body feels so much looser i I didn't know i was carrying so much of a burden i didn't know that all of that was locked in my body and now i feel i feel that it's been let go it's been released so they can viscerally have the experience of releasing
0: so when you were saying when you were um when he was under Mm -hmm. when um client was under so when you were saying tonight you're gonna have really good sleep tonight after this Mm -hmm. do you So I know that the other young lady, she was saying that she takes from what you gave her in her sessions and she puts that into her everyday life when she's going through that same type of situation. Do you get people, those testimonies a lot back? Yeah,
1: I got a, um, I got a whole testimonial reel um, of different people and different things. Um, But that's, um, yeah, so I do get people say, you know what, I was, you know, this came to me from the session and it was helpful, blah, blah, blah. Technically, it's not designed for that, but again, because this is your mind, you have the power to be able to use whatever resources you have and, and cause yourself to be able to, you know, make changes and ultimately transform however you see fit. So everything is used. It's like the law of, what is it? Uh, Nothing is wasted. Uh, Thermodynamics, you know, everything has a, a place. And so... I take it
0: <laughs> and do you have like repeat clients that ne- that come uh, often do you have just that they get sessions once or twice a month it's a constant thing or do they just come for the regular therapy with you
1: um, so it- not once or twice a month like my so I'm I'm not the cheapest hypnotherapist mm-hmm. um, my prices are I won't say they're pricey but uh I haven't found people who just like you know recreationally people do want to come more often because it's like ah, oh, I want to feel that again like that felt good mm-hmm. um and so I do have repeat clients but not quite that frequently like <laughs> once a month I hope to get there um maybe not but you know um so not not quite that frequent but I do have people come in a um, I want to get a tune up. I want to work on blah blah blah, Mm -hmm. and so we'll we'll find something else to work on, because like some people just like being in that state because, oftentimes you know life gets us so keyed up we can't relax, and just to be able to have your mind and body at ease and know that nothing is encroaching on you, you're safe, Mm -hmm. and yet you're able to just be in a state of flux and at ease and at peace.
0: And I wanted to uh, ask you about. So you were saying that your mind is naturally thought to to keep it the same. It wants to stay the same. Yes. Can you speak a little bit to that?
1: Yeah. So here's the deal, right? Many um, things have happened over time. And so adaptation is a big thing that's happened. So what we see in the animal kingdom is certain animals have adapted the ability to fly. So they didn't start out being able to fly. But then over time, they adapted wings just so that they could be safe and elude their predators. Mm -hmm. Some... Are able to you know um with the environment so that their predators can't find them some actually adapt the gills so that they can go into the water to seek safety from their predators and just a whole host of things that different animals have adapted mm-hmm. we didn't adapt those things but what we adapted was a mindset that our mind began to scan our environment for threats and whenever it picked up on a threat it kicked in what we are now used to calling the fight-flight-freeze response or just simply the stress response. And what that does is it takes energy and stuff um, and it turns off to some degree or short-circuits your executive functioning brain and causes you to begin to work out of um, that back brain, what we refer to as the limbic system or the primitive brain. And the point for that is that the primitive brain is designed for survival and so in that stress response or in in the fight flight freeze response now your survival skills are kicking in so this is what causes your body to kick out um, the different stress hormones like uh, adrenaline and cortisol and all these things is preparing you to be able to defend yourself or get away from your predators. And so again, to your question of wanting to stay the same, the point of maintaining those levels is that your mind says, okay, what we know, we can prepare for and keep you safe. But the unknown, we can't keep you safe. We don't know what it is, it's Mm -hmm. uncertainty. And so it wants to keep you the same because that represents safety. And so that's the whole thing behind the, the, the mental and emotional homeostasis is it wants to keep you the same because that's what we can count on. We know that you got here safely and you're alive. Let's not change anything. And that's mm-hmm. how your mind works.
0: So do you, see, do you see hypnotherapy being used more now that you're into it? Because I've never, honestly, I've never met another <laughs> Hypnotherapist, like I've seen it. I actually and I actually watched some of your videos on on other podcasts. That were great, um, great interviews. I've actually seen it. Like I think probably once on the mm. ID channel. You know, uh, when someone's trying to interview a um, witness to a murder or something like that, try to get them back <laughs> to remember what Restore they might have right Exactly. <laughs> but I've never actually met one, so it's great, great to meet you with that. You. So, do you see? Um, do you have any colleagues that do the same yeah, thing
1: that you do? Really? I do. Yeah, I have a um, an esteemed colleague who um, I refer to a lot. I would mention his name, but I don't want to impede on his. He's actually a a, a very well accomplished hypnotist and works with some. Yeah, he's he's out there, and yeah. uh, so I won't, you know, throw his name in the fray. But yeah, we uh, we we confer with each other. We talk a lot. Um, well, actually be doing a podcast together soon ourselves. Good,
0: good. Yeah. Look forward to that. Definitely. Well, I thank you so much for taking time to speak with me. I know that you're hungry, so I'm not going to keep holding you up. I thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But I definitely thank you for your time. Um, And I'll go ahead and can you tell people where to find you?
1: Yes. um, You can find me at Frank's Red. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) You can find me at RashidEdwards.com. Um, on Facebook, I am Rashid Edwards. R A S H E I D Edwards. Um, actually, Rashid Coach Edwards is my coaching page, and I'm also Rashid Edwards on Instagram. Which I gotta say, I'm, I'm not very uh, <laughs> Savvy functional Instagram. on Instagram. Instagram. Yes, but Facebook yes, is,
0: Facebook is really good. He's very reachable on Facebook, so yeah. And I'll also put his information in the uh, summary of this um, podcast. Yes. Thank you again, Coach Edwards.
1: Thank you so much.
0: And that completes my show for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you learned something because I did. Please remember to follow me on all platforms so that you're aware of any new episodes that come up. Please follow CBiz Media as well and i put their information in the actual summary of this please remember it's good to be loved but profound to be understood